0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Sunday Night Breakdown. Daniel Rattledge and Dave Forrester with you as ever to go back over all the action in the British Basketball League this week. Let's start with the EuroCup uh, game from Wembley. On Tuesday night, the London Lions were beaten 78-87 by Boudoschnos-Voli-Podgorica. Uh, they had Decker back, and they had him straight into the into the lineup, but with Trey Bell, Haynes hitting from behind the arc, and Alpha Cabba, Inside, lions were twenty-three nine down after six minutes.
1: Yeah, I don't like Wembley. They never won a game there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> two finals.
0: It looked weird. It looked it weird because there was no seating behind the uh, behind the benches. Traditionally, there has always been seating there, and you yeah, could see going... those doors, which were normally down a set of steps. It yeah, just it threw was
1: always, me. It was always weird because the seats were there's enormous amount of seats behind the basket going mm-hmm. flat. Okay. Yeah. And were never suited us. We we, we lost two games. and um, didn't score seventy in each game. I don't think in both finals. But uh, yeah, um, it was kind of a little bit back in time. Mm. We games at Wembley, um, they got they got they got basically they ran a clinic on them in the first half mm. in the first quarter. Um, and um, yeah, okay, it's Decker's first game back. Um, so you expect a little bit of. Adjustments, if I can put it that way, but um, they um, Achilles heel, their, their defense, their, their three point defense in particular, as you say, Bell Haynes in particular, well, I think it's Canadian because I, yeah. re- I was reading about yeah. a little bit, he's in the Canadian national team, kind of long squad. Um, indeed, so is Aaron Best, so they'll be playing with each other. Mm. Um, but you know, the, the, the guard disparity. Between the teams, I thought was substantial, and they got whatever they wanted, and that created space, which allowed um, the big guys to go to work inside. And until the scoreboard was when the scoreboard went down, that kind of helped London break the rhythm a little bit. Mm. But um, you know, I just I just thought it was a clinic. Mm.
0: And once they once they got behind that, it, it it was pretty much that. I mean, he did find a lineup in the fourth quarter where they they managed to get it. Late third quarter, early fourth quarter, they managed to get it down to seven. But but Bell Haynes always made a, made a shot when they needed it, and they they always looked like they were going to win. Bradushnys.
1: Yeah, I mean it's Tuesday. I feel like there's hundred games happened since, yeah. um, which is a problem with Tuesday games. Um, and you're right, he you did get to that lineup, and I'm trying to remember who it was to be honest.
2: <laughs> well, um, it,
0: it didn't include Soko, and it was one right. of those things where I was like, oh, why is Soko not come back on? But actually, in the Interview before the game tonight in Bristol tonight, the um, mm. coach Schmidt said he had a, a back issue and that's why he didn't play the end of that game.
1: Well, so, yeah, but also the, I thought the line had made a run, didn't they? And I hope yeah. it was in, in, in and Sharma. If, I'm, if, if my memory is absolutely, I think Sharma played a lot in that game, um, and 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 that gave them, you know, a little bit more stretch than Soko does as well. But Soko's kind of been their. Um, the battering ram mm. in Europe in particular. Yeah, he has mismatches. So, And he started off aggressively in the first quarter. He was the only one basically being aggressive in the first quarter as well. Um, but, you know, with the group that they've got, though, Indem Best came in and Best played well in the fourth quarter and made some plays to try and drag them back into the game. But with the group that they've got, you know, they have to unlock Nelson. If they don't unlock Nelson, you know, I don't see them winning many games. And... And at the moment, he's kind of, he is still betwixt and between, he's he's a point guard, he's playing the point guard slot and he's, him and Bester are kind of sharing it, but neither of them I don't think would, you know, identify as a pure point guard. And it still kind of blows my mind that they, they haven't got, uh, they've got five import slots and they've got, you know, God knows how much money and the opportunity to sign an extra one for Europe if they want. And that they haven't gone and found themselves a you know, a high level Euro Cup floor general mm. um because i I don't think you know, you know Luke Nelson is looking at looking at all the talent around him. And he's by definition, he's having to be having to try to be a facilitator. And yet he has been at his best, even when we've seen him with the jB team as a combo guard, as a scorer who can handle. And um, I think that leads to um and even our best is kind of the same. he's an, he's an attack guard, you know. And um, it, I just see it as a problem for them because you look at what every team they have played so far has had two of them. Mm. You, know, you know, guys who can make shots, facilitate, get in the lane, run the screen and roll. And London's screen and roll stuff is still um, outside of the pitch, back to Zubchick for the three, outside the pick and pop for three. The screen and roll stuff is still doesn't doesn't run. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not smooth. It's not as smooth as as the other teams that they're playing against. So they're going to get they're going to get in games on the basis of their athleticism. They're going to get in games on the basis of their energy, and they're going to get in games on the basis that they do play hard and they do have a lot of size. But when it comes down to it, um, you have to make it's decisions. Decisions win games, yeah. and they never got they didn't start with anything in the first quarter, and then um, by the time they 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 kind of made the run, which the other team was always going to kind of ease up a little bit, miss some shots. Um, you know, the decisions weren't quite weren't quite that made well enough early enough um to get them going. But I thought Sharma played well. I don't remember about now that Sharma played very, very well. And, and, and he basically sat instead he played instead of Kufas in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um and that and gave them something. But yeah, they're just yeah, they're just I I think that they need to rebalance just a little bit, not a lot, but there needs to be rebalancing and, and they probably need um a high
0: level guard. Uh they have a two-week break now in uh eurocup for the international uh, window uh and then they come back with um i think it's hamburg away and then slash at home so two uh two winnable games but they'll need to they'll need to I think need to win both of them just to give them a bit of momentum in the right direction. Uh mm. best 15 decker 15 five and six Soko with 13 points as I say didn't play the last 16 minutes. Uh, and the way it was phrased, I can't remember the exact sentence, uh, but the way it was phrased didn't didn't fill me with positivity that he'd be available for Great Britain next week. Um, so mm-hmm. Bell Haynes, yeah. Bell mm-hmm. Haynes, 21, uh, 4 of 6 from three-point range. Kaba was 7 of 11 shooting for 16 points, and Aaron White, 4 of 5 for 15 points. They shot 57% from the floor and 43% from three-point range, British North. Yeah.
1: It's that three point number, you know, the, I don't know what London are giving up all season. We'll, we'll do a check in on them in a couple of weeks when they have played enough games. But you know what they're giving up from the three point nine in Europe isn't isn't great. It isn't mm. conducive to winning. You know, I would I would be amazed if it's under forty percent mm. three that they're giving up,
0: and um that's it's tough to win that way. Yeah, it is. Let's go to Friday night. Uh, Bristol Flyers eighty nine, Caledonia Gladiators seventy nine. No hit, uh, no Bell with a hip injury. Uh, for the Flyers. Fraser was on the list, but didn't play. 7-6 uh, after five minutes, and then may Mahan, Samuels all hit threes, 14 points in a row for Bristol, and they're 21-6 up and cruising. Yeah, it's deja vu this,
1: mm. because not, not, not in relation to the game itself, but in relation to um, Caledonia. Um, you know, they, they previously played a game at Cheshire where they basically couldn't score the ball in the first mm. quarter out like the blocks uh, at all. And they didn't get any offensive rebounds, and their actions weren't smooth. and, and there's just a kind of a lot of kind of okay, we've just got off the bus type thing. But of course, that was a Cheshire team that they'd beaten by twenty in preseason. Mm. This week, they go down to Bristol that a team that they beat by twenty last week.
3: Mm.
1: you know, so you know, I'm a massive believer that this stuff is always mental. It's not physical.
3: Mm.
1: always mental. There's times you know you might you know get might need a little bit of time to to shake yourself out of you know the, the bus and all that stuff. But um, the mentality in relation to the players that you're making, you can always see when, it, when a team is, is on it. And they weren't. And again, vu, um, you know, Sloan played four minutes and sat down for the next five. Mm. You know? um, and they, I think, had probably 10 points halfway through the second quarter or something. Yeah, close.
0: 14. It was 38-14 midway through the second quarter.
1: And, and they got basically, you know, you would describe it as being jumped on by, by a Bristol team that was hungry because they hadn't played very well when they got beat by them last week. Yeah. And Bristol, in the meantime, are actually, I'm, I'm delighted to say, proving A. Forrester truism true, true yeah. in that, you know, every BBL team, you know, can survive and can often even improve um, their performances if they lose one player. But when they lose two, yeah, yeah. It becomes a problem. You know, one tends to help the rotation, everybody else has to do a little bit more. Coaches can cover, but when you lose two, then suddenly you, you're getting deeper into your rotations and it's harder to cover. And um, you know, so they had um Miller back, even though he wasn't mm. particularly effective in this game, and obviously Bell wasn't. Um, and um they just they did what they've been doing in Bristol, they made kind of shots, they played relentlessly, um, they rebounded the ball at both ends. And they, they jumped on, jumped on Glasgow yeah. um, and uh, Caledonia. Sorry, in Caledonia's, I mean, we'll get onto them in a minute. We'll go through the rest of this game, but they, they've got some interesting stuff going on at the moment, which we'll talk about as we get through this game. Um, they're doing, a, they're doing some travel. Obviously, Bristol, Plymouth last weekend, yeah. back to Bristol this Friday. I mean, I think I might have shot whoever put that together. <laughs> uh, you know, I think there'd be, a, there'd be that, you know, just so people, you know, when the, the league um does that, when the fixtures are done before the season, um, there's generally a, a week or a two-week window whereby you get the draft fixtures and, and the teams can actually comment on them and say, well, you know, what about this or what about that? And, and see if they can kind of barter an arrangement, barter an adjustment or anything like that. Um, the basic rule, I think, is that only home teams can shift games. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you can kind of find a way around of making it better for everybody because coaches don't really like to be playing the same team twice in a row.
0: No, they don't.
1: They, they, they don't. It's just, it doesn't, it, it brings in too many extra imponderables into a sport full of them, mm. you know, because you're dealing with what happened. You're dealing with, you know, fallout of people remembering each other, et cetera. And so I think Glasgow might've been trying to get that one shifted a bit later in the season and maybe going to swap with somebody, mm. but they couldn't um and they end up um, going back down there lots of travel having come off a 20 point win really we should have seen it coming
0: yeah yeah and, and and to be honest with you it was only when Bristol's offense slowed down a little bit in the fourth quarter that they that they even got it down to eight but even at that well, point Miller and, and Watson Grail hit some threes and that was that was that yeah,
1: but this is where it got interesting with with Caledonia because um you know there's a tremendous amount of kind of little push me pull you going on between Murray and Sloan at the minute. Between Gareth and David Sloan, right? David Sloan is 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 scarily talented. You know, he he, he um he can score the ball. He's quick. He's you know he can make uh, um he can shoot well enough to keep defenses honest. We've talked about what he's like in drop coverage, but he can also um attack the rim and he can finish in a number of different ways. Both hands, he makes some highlight plays, right? Um. And there was a pine in this game whereby you know the Caledonia were down 20, and he basically uh, attacked the rim and shot the ball about every possession in a row for about 10. Mm. You know, really, you know, and you'll see we'll talk about the usage numbers at the end. And they needed a score at a score because they're down 20. You know, and, and your teams need scoring and fancy. Well, he's a score, you know, we need scoring. Um, but there's an impact on that when that person is your point guard. So there's an impact which runs through the rest of the group as well.
0: Yeah.
1: At the end of this game, um, he had 24 shot attempts, 12 foul shots. So you can probably that's probably six or seven more mm. if you had one six or seven more shot attempts. Yeah. Um, and two assists. Right now, you've got a point guard who's shooting the ball basically 30 times. Yeah, you need two assists. That is the antithesis of Gareth Murray's coaching. That's not yeah, what Gareth yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gareth moved the ball. He knows he wants teams to play it the right way, right? Um, and I'm not saying David Sloan is playing it the wrong way because he's doing what he can to get his basketball team back into it. But it isn't just, you know, it's October at the moment, right? When it gets to January, if your point guard's averaging 25 shots and two assists. Everybody else on the team is going to be, to, to use a phrase, frustrated.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The word. I can
1: think of another word yeah. or two that they maybe. Yeah, yeah, miffed.
2: But, miffed.
1: <laughs> miffed. Yeah, myth. But it's a yeah, it's the right word construction with a yeah. double letter in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, because it, you know you, you can't you can't survive um, that way with, with the group. And there's nothing to suggest that he's not a good um, teammate. I'm not suggesting anything of that nature. But Gareth's aware of the balance, Um, which is why, you know, when they've not started off properly, he's kind of of pulled him a little bit and pulled him up and sat him down for a little bit. He also runs a lot more, he also kind of moves him to the two spots. So he has Adams bringing the basketball, he runs him off the board so he can, because it's easier then to be a scorer if you're not the one with the basketball. But there are times when he shoots early shots, and you, you see it. You know, you see it in Gareth. He's, he's not happy, especially Bristol and Cheshire being tonight, where the cameras see the coaches. As you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> your, your coaches are right in front of you, so you see every reflection. And um, I thought in this game, he he dragged them back to a certain degree. Onwas was exceptional. Um, he was the second guy who dragged them back, um, because Bristol aren't going to keep making threes, and for all their their. Um, their shooting prowess at home. I don't think they've, they certainly haven't scored 100 this season. I'm not even sure they've got up to 90 in a game this season. They might have maybe once or twice. So, you know, if you're in the 80s, you've got a good chance of beating Bristol, even, even there. But um, it's tough to be in the 80s when you've got 14 after 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Onwas as well, Um, very impressed with him. Um, If there was one BBL player to to qualify for a character on game of thrones i think it will be him <laughs> uh, just just the, the, the ponytail mm. the, the, the 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 shirt that's slightly too small which means the muscles are popping mm. the, um the look in his eyes always playing he's always mm. got that look in his eye you know he's just you know i can see him with the smoke with the the, the, the you know the the, the the dry ice behind him yeah, coming, out yeah, with, yeah, yeah. coming out with a glen, and I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I'm just making this for yeah, a Yeah, um, you know, with with a sword in his hand, ready to, to chop somebody's head off, and I think I'd be running the other way. Yeah, um, you know, he he really, I thought, he plays without the ball as well.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah, he
1: plays he does. The ball, That makes yeah. a difference, which you need in that team. Whereas, you know, Sloane's numbers going up, but Adams' numbers are going down a little bit. Yeah, and Bailey's numbers going down a little bit. So they've got things to to kind of figure and ponder. Um we'll talk a bit about the Cheshire game later. Um mm. Bristol, you know, I, I think it's it's an c- incredible transformation. Um not this year, but, but from where they were. I've talked about it before. It's mm. it was like they've gone from you know last of the summer wine to Fast and the Furious. You know okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know they, they used to run every 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 system run known to man. There's you know, spread humour, in there you run there. You do this, you do this, and now basically they got guys who are just attacking, and they're attacking relentlessly. And they've got they're skilled enough to do it, and they're attacking in such a way that they're not um, selfish about it. So they're still penetrating and kicking it out. It's not just a question of just penetrate and throw up any rubbish you can. Mm. They're getting good threes off their kickouts, and um, Watson Gale may be the pickup of the year. Mm. At this point, because you know, obviously he's, a, he's British kid. He's come out of a Division Two college, so um, he's um, you know he's not highly touted. Albeit, you know, any anybody who averages 19 a game at any NCAA levels, pretty good. Um, but his mentality, you know, he's you know even even the game today we'll talk about when he's guarding Nelson and people like that. Uh, he's not scared of anything. Mm. Um and you know and, and has a real understanding of what his game is. And to be fair, and, and this is where I give um Andreas um a lot of credit, he's not getting in their way. You know, no, these, no these he's not. Look, no. These guys are just, just going and it's encouraged, yeah. it's a constant encouragement, and they play hard and they come out and the next bunch comes in and they just keep going. And and it's not if you shoot if you shoot a bad shot, you're not getting um you know, you're, you're not getting dragged out of the game or anything like that. You know, he's got a real handle on that group, I think, which is um, which is why they've had you know success early on. Um, so, yeah, you know, credit to them for coming back. I mean, it was a bounce back game. They, they really always should win that, particularly yeah. with Miller back after what happened last week. But to, to come out and be 34-10 up after 14 minutes, I think, was yeah. uh, was an impressive statement. Yeah.
0: Uh Mahan led the way with 19 points, five of eight from three-point range. Allison had 18. King, 16, 10, and 5. I've no idea how they won the game with only nine offensive rebounds. Roe keeps telling me all these offensive rebounds. Oh, wait, no, they shot 56% from the floor and 15 of 29 from three. So making the first shot is more important than these offensive rebounds.
1: 15 of 29 from three will yeah, get yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, when yeah. The makes four. So if you've got a 33-point differential in um three point shooting, then that's you know that's a variance in, in, in yeah in, yeah it was four of, 20, four
0: of twenty four of twenty four for comparison uh, uh uh Caledonian they were thirty six percent from uh, from the floor in total oh, we'll see it. Go, go on I was just gonna say Sloan had thirty seven you mentioned he was twelve of twenty four and almost fifteen and eight.
1: Thirty seven and two assists and mm. as say, a, you know there's a point guard shooting the ball thirty times you know that's something which can 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 cause issues down the line, even if he's making every play under the sun. Um, something else I was going to say, um, we need to have a check on Mahan and his home away shooting splits over the season, uh, because he seems to like the friendly confines mm. of the SPS-wise arena, albeit I use the word arena
0: mm-hmm. wisely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but
1: you know, it's um, it
0: did strike me watching today. I was wondering whether the likes of Decker or Kufos have ever quite played in a gym like that before.
1: Probably not since high school.
0: No.
1: Um Decker, certainly not since high school. Yeah. Um, because even if you look at it, they've been at Pons Forge, but Pons Forge is you know, it's it's, it's one sided, but it's yeah. it's go up a little bit, you know, it's a little bit more. Um even so Sur- you know, the played at Surrey and even but Surrey, you know, Surrey's got a nice leafy feel to it and plenty of seats. But Bristol is Bristol is different. Mm-hmm. You know, Bristol and Plymouth are different. You know, there's mm-hmm. travel and it's also environment. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I did think that too. Um and um no, they're using it. They're using yeah. it. Give them credit, use it, the, use everything. The only problem is I
0: think they've played their entire home programme already, haven't they? they seem yeah, I think to be seven so many, maybe
1: seven, yeah, seven yeah, games, maybe yeah. they They've played games, a lot of like
0: home games, yeah, yeah. But
1: yeah, yeah. you know, that's a great you win. Know, so yeah. if it, it was win what's in front of you. Yeah, you know? exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's go to the uh, Sky Sports game. We were both at the Virtue Motors Arena on Friday. Newcastle Eagles 74. Surrey Scorchers 79, first win of the season for Surrey. Ryan Martin uh, was in for uh, Surrey. Kyle Johnson uh, was also fit for Newcastle. Still no Ray or Steele for the Scorchers. Martin made an immediate Impression, seven points, and, and gave them an early 11 uh, 6 lead.
1: Yeah, I so thought he was he does change him and Quincy Taylor significantly changed the face of that team. Um because their experience, you know, they can play, but their experience They've been around, you know, and um you know, Ryan Martin, you know, came ready to play, you know, and to be fair to him, he looked in excellent shape, which um given that he hasn't played in seven months, mm. six, seven months. Um, you know, it's easy to come in and, you know, and, and you know, take two or three weeks just to work yeah, yourself. Yeah, you, yeah. You, look ready, you look ready to play. And I thought Newcastle's um, didn't follow the scout report with him early. You know, you can't let him go to his right. He's too he's too big and long. And, and, and they let him go to his right at least twice. Um, then you got to pick and pop three, which again is also on the scout report. You got to close him out and send him left. And um, they just, um, sorry, just look sharper for this game. I and mean, obviously Newcastle, Coming off 108 points last week, so everybody feels good about themselves and thinks um, that you know this is the way we, we're going to be. And um, they didn't have the um, the sharpness I thought in their execution um, early. I thought um, Hamlet struggled all night, even though he ended up with 20. Um, he, his floor wasn't going. He just looked a little bit. Well, we'll talk about it later, but he looked a little bit. Um, not discontented but discombobulated probably um and they, they also were putting they had kyle carey and luke bazumbra both guys who were 6-4 and athletic guarding in the whole game you know um so then it said well who else is going to step up for newcastle because you know he's the the guy who's scoring the ball more and um to be honest early really nobody um well
0: kennedy and everett made a couple of shots uh, early on. Kennedy, Kennedy made a three early and he got
1: a dunk off an inbounds pass. He didn't score for the rest of the game. Played 20, 28 minutes, put up two shots for the rest of the game in those 25 minutes he played. Everett, I thought, looked really quite impressive. Um, but didn't touch the ball enough. And I think I think going down, I think, you know, when he's got a few more games in, I think they'll be throwing the ball into him a lot more than they were in than they did in what they were running. Um, and sorry, I um, so I thought they ran their stuff a little bit better than Newcastle did, but they didn't really make many shots, mm. you know, and that's why the game remained relatively close. Um, then, and the other thing about sorry, I must say, having seen them out in person, they are, they may be the skinniest BBL team out <laughs> you know, um, and not all of them because Quincy's, Quincy's obviously got a bit, it's got some shoulders on him, but if you throw, um, and so is Luke Buzumbru, but if you throw Paddy at Wang, um, Kyle Carey, Charleston Dobbs, and there's somebody else um, who's playing proper minutes for them. Um, Shaq M. Johnson. Yeah? You you throw those four, you you put those four on top of each other. Lay them down flat on top of each other. I don't think they get to my knee. (laughs) know they really are i mean they're i mean skinny is a word for athletic so so they're a basketball player like that you're an athlete okay yeah they've got a little bit more bulk in you know with uh with yeah jack dombey and um and quincy etc but um yeah and um they, they, they they thought they were locked in i thought they were playing good defense both teams i thought had good defensive scouting plans which kind of made for a, a probably a less
0: enthralling TV game, a less explosive TV game than you'd want. Closer though. Closer. Closer. It's better than yeah, better I mean, that than 10680.
1: Yeah, I thought um basically, you know, sorry I had a plan on with Hamlet and Newcastle basically showed up Bazumbru's lack of his jump shot. You know, and, and those two things kind of balanced out
3: mm.
1: um with with kind of that, that made it harder for everybody. And it was only really when Defoe came back in the game. Newcastle were awful at the beginning until probably second, two or three minutes in the second quarter. Defoe comes back in the game. He makes a jump hook. He makes a jump shot. He runs a lane. He gets fouled and he does his hamstring. Yeah, I assume it's his hamstring. I don't
0: know. It looked like a hamstring. It. Yeah. It he like
1: and then hamstring. he sat down for the rest of the game and he's in, yeah. in the second half. Yeah. And at that point, um, you know, it was always going to be. I think it was going to be tough because for, for whatever number, sure, whatever he is a. You know when they were struggling, in the first, you know, at the beginning of the second quarter, he was the one who came back in the game and stepped up. So, without him, it became a bit of a, a, a war of attrition for mm-hmm. Newcastle, and to be fair, for, for Surrey as well.
0: Uh, Scorchers had the last four points of the first half, the first four of the second half to lead 31 42. That was short lived, though. Cohen with the three and Johnson and one, uh, and it was back down to, to four, and then really it, it was. Hamlet getting uh to the line, putting Eagles in the in the lead just before the end of the third quarter, and and then it was gonna be coming down to the last two minutes, which it did.
1: Yeah, that's right. I thought um Hamlet, yeah, Hamlet Hamlet was I've seen him a few games now and, and he wasn't comfortable with himself, and so he just basically put his head down and mm. got to the rim and got fouled. You know, when he's more comfortable with himself, he's pulling up and making those floaters and shoot, you know, and he wasn't he wasn't comfortable with that. Um the Eagles rotation, obviously the Kyle Johnson basically didn't make a shot until the fourth quarter, but with Defoe being out, um Shelton clearly in the doghouse because he, he never showed up in they the first play, half. Yeah. He clearly played six minutes in the first yeah. half. He was dominated by Jack Dombey. Um Mockford played a few minutes in each half. Um I'm not sure whether where had if it's a health thing with him, but, but cause because Mark went to Kyle Johnson ahead of him I and mean, yeah. Kyle Johnson's been there like a week and been injured, you know? So, yeah. you know, so, um, and then whenever it fouled out as well, um, that left quite a deep team with really very few options at the yeah, end of the yeah. game, you yeah. know, if you're not going to play Shelton and, and, or Mockford and Defoe's not there and, um, Everett's fouled out in the meantime, so we were racking up fouls as well, Carey and, and Bazumbrew mm-hmm. as well. And obviously Donovan Johnson was, was, not shy for Newcastle either. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and so it basically became, it came down to um, a, a last two minutes execution. And- let's
0: get, let's get there then. Uh, Wang put Surrey up 66, 70, Johnson then hit a three to make it 69, 70, 145 to go Hamlet to the basket. Carey uh, commits his fifth foul. He makes both free throws at 71, uh, 71. Um, Wang missed a three. Johnson got a foul on the rebound, which was his fourth. Which I didn't, it was I one of them where I watched it a couple of times. I wasn't sure. It was I thought, look, call
1: because, because if you watch it on the first replay that you guys had from the sideline, not from mm. the baseline, um, as the rebound kind of goes up, he, he hooks his arm. I don't, I don't think it was the push. If it was, I the push was inconsequential. Mm. I thought on the rebound, rather than box him out, he arm locked him. And um, that's what I thought the ref called. I'd have called that if I saw that. You know, it was an indisciplined play from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the ball's up in the area, you've, go, you've got to box out properly and let somebody go and get it. And, and um, you know, the last thing you want to be doing is giving the ref an opportunity to play. Just on this, um, you know, Wang had been... It's an interesting thing because um, Kerry had fouled out at this point point, um, and Eagles were doing a pretty good job on Quincy. He'd made a few shots in the second quarter. But basically... You know, he wasn't um a primary threat. And um Lloyd gave the ball to Paddy at Wang in mm. the fourth quarter, and he ended up with Hamlet on him. And Hamlet's defence in the fourth quarter was awful. Mm. Wang was Wang did Wang did what he's meant to do, and there's no criticism of that. Um, but Hamlet wasn't in a stance, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't locked into to stopping the guy, didn't know precisely how he was planning on stopping the guy. And the reason I say that is because Wang hadn't made a jump shot all night. Mm. And he shot an air ball, maybe maybe more than one. And, um, yeah, if you look at the last four minutes of this game, and I only watched the last five minutes back because so I wasn't really interested in watching the whole rest of it. Again. <laughs> um, if you um, watch the last four minutes, you know, Wang, goes, Wang gets to, to the, the rim. rim three times on, yeah. on Hamlet, and the, the, it, there's just no uh, connectivity. Even, even Martin, when Martin's got um, maybe Kyle Johnson in the post, you know, Javion Hamlet's the help guy. He's stood watching him. He's not in the stance. He doesn't go across and help. I thought he was, you know, I thought his offensive woes were impacting his his mental um, discipline defensively and ultimately that's kind of where the game was won and lost mm. so yeah um it gets to a it gets to that situation where whoever who executes better in the game wins johnson makes a dumb foul two foul shots did they make them
0: martin mm. made one of two so it's 71-72 with 122 to go and then they go the other way and the uh and the fifth foul on johnson on the screen which i saw your tweet and i couldn't i saw your tweet I think it was the next morning yeah. and I, w- I was thinking what foul was that I don't remember it so I went back and watched it and at the time I was too distracted by his reaction because I thought he was going to get a technical <laughs> yeah. he probably deserved a technical for the for the reaction but having then paid attention to the to the to the foul call it was uh, it was a touch harsh you can see why he uh, he, he reacted as he did because it looked like a good screen
1: so last time something like that happened um it was in Liverpool Echo Arena in 2010. Um me and Fab chased the refs off the court at the end. Not proud of that. Um but it was a halfway line screen call um against Mersey Tigers, Tony G's Mersey Tigers, where Fab set a perfect screen for Miller and ref called the fit his fifth foul. And you know, if Fab had been in the building on that game, he'd probably I don't think you'd have worried about him getting a technical, He's probably worried about your equipment being thrown against the wall. <laughs> um no, I mean it's a tough one because um I'm not interested in burying people and mm. burying refs. You know, it's not what this is all about. Um, and always try and present both sides of it and in many ways probably being a little bit more generous than than some people think I should have been in relation to the the proliferation of illegal screen calls mm. this season and how mm. how that impacts things. And so it's a bit of an absolute nightmare for me having kind of the very worst one being a, a game. A significant deciding factor call mm. in a game which my team is playing in, <laughs> you know, on TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so, you
0: got you, you know, can watch so, it back and back and back,
1: yeah. So, and, and everybody else is watching it as well. So, that kind of you know leaves me in a damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I'm pretty straightforward. I would have tweeted that if it had been any team, mm, mm. um, genuinely. Um, it was a picture perfect screen. Um, he absolutely, you know, and just on the impact that the the game has on that, and I don't know, I don't know what the ref saw. Or he maybe he didn't see it happening, and he just saw the bodies on the floor, and kind of, they're kind of almost programmed into calling offensive fouls now. Mm. You know, this is eight weeks in now. We've heard about how many offensive fouls are being called. Mm. It is almost like that the first um, thought, if something like that happens, is it's an offensive foul. Now, what happened was it was a broken play because the. Um, I, I think Kyle Johnson drove in, threw it yeah, out.
0: Yeah, it was a bad pass out, and, threw it uh, out.
1: Which meant that suddenly Hamlet is coming on um, with speed. Yeah. And instead of being a, side, a sideways on to a flat screen, it's a yeah. back
3: screen.
1: Yeah. Johnson sees the opportunity to hit Busumbru with a back screen. Now, Busumbru, because he's herring out there and herring back, doesn't even look up. He just mows yeah. him. Yeah. He hasn't even seen it coming. But because Busumbru hasn't seen it coming, my guess is the ref's looking at the ball, not the, not what's going on. And at the end, at the end of the, the end of the play, um, he sees a body on the ground. It doesn't help that it's Johnson. It doesn't help that his hair is in a ponytail flying yeah. everywhere. And it doesn't help that they've been told to call the X-thousand offensive fouls. Yeah. Yeah. And you throw all of that together, um, and I'm afraid we get a, the call, which for the following reasons was pretty substantial. In I would I would summarise it as... If it was a 50-50 game beforehand, which I think it was, it's a one-point game where Newcastle have probably got two possessions and Leicester and, and Surrey have got one. I think it was about 40 seconds to go. Four, four, uh,
0: 105. 105. So, yeah. so maybe
1: maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe say it's a 50-50 game, one point game that time. Yeah. I think because of the the impact of that call, I think it became a 75-25 game with Surrey. And the reason I say that is because of what the impact it had. One. Johnson fouls out. Newcastle don't have another big they're going to use. Mm. Kennedy has to now defend. Kennedy has now been the screen and roll before guards, and we'll talk about what happened on the next play in a minute. Mm. Two, um, and doesn't foul out because mm. that was that should have been Bazumbru's fifth foul. Yeah, yeah. You know that is that is an offense. That is defensive foul. You can't run over a legitimate screen, right? Um, three. That's two shots for Newcastle. The team, it's you know, yeah. that's two shots. Bazumbru caught that foul. Go, say Johnson, who's a good foul shooter, makes. One, tie game, makes two, all. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, potentially it goes to a one-point game for Newcastle with a minute to go, maybe a tie game. A minute to go with Azumbru, Kerry, both held out the game, so somebody else is having to come in and really, sorry, don't really have anybody else to play that position, so that's kind of going to screw them up a little bit, mm. whoever they have to bring back in. And um, Dodge and Johnson is still in the game for Newcastle where he'd been the primary screen role defender. So what happens the next play down, and this is kind of, again, Surrey run the, the, the ball reversal and throw back to Wang at the top. And again, this is on Hamlet because Hamlet wasn't in the stance. But Newcastle's screen and roll defence is totally off-kilter because suddenly, instead of Johnson being the guy who was in the screen and roll, it's Kennedy. Mm. Kennedy hasn't done that the whole game. Hamlet doesn't know where Kennedy's meant to be. Kennedy doesn't know where Hamlet wants him to go. So Hamlet shows, basically, I say shows, shows Wang to his left. I'm not sure he did much more than Kennedy let him pass. But, you know, doesn't kind of fight over. And Kennedy is, is on the other side of the screen. And now Cohen sees that too late. Cohen makes the right play. He tries to come in from the corner to help out. Too late. Yeah. And one. I don't think it was on the fouls on Cohen It was on whoever it was. And that came about because the personnel had changed because Johnson had fouled out. Yeah. i not tell you what's going to happen if Johnson doesn't foul out. You no. know, I don't know. I mean, and, I'm not, and, and overall in this game, uh, Surrey were more together. And they were ultimately more disciplined down the stretch, even though they didn't shoot the ball very well. And I think it would be—I couldn't possibly begrudge them winning this game on what I saw. Mm. Um, But it doesn't—it's not good, you know. It's not good, you know. You can't make that—you can't make that call. You can't be that wrong on that call. I'm afraid Mm. at that point in the game. Um, So sorry.
0: Yeah, Wang Zanwan makes it 71-75 with 48.4 seconds to go. Uh, Hamlet then. Misses with 30 seconds to go. Wang gets a the rebound. They ran some clock. Eagles were a little slow to foul. Yeah, um, so
1: about the third time this season they've been mm. a little bit slow to foul. You know, they you know, I can see what I'm Mark's telling them to foul. I'm watching it, you know, and, and sometimes I'll do have a little bit of wonder about some of the some of the basketball IQs at mm. times.
0: Martin but, yeah. makes two free throws, 22.7 seconds remaining, 71.77. uh 77. And uh, basically this game is over unless Newcastle can get a quick three mm-hmm. uh, timeout, advance the ball, Carl Johnson, catch and shoot uh, makes a three with inside uh, three seconds and yeah. it's 74 77 with 20.1 seconds to go. And we debated it on, um, on, uh, on air as to what to do in that situation. Cause obviously there's 20 seconds to go. You're up by a shot. If you take the ball in the backcourt, you've got, you basically, shot clock is off, so you can run it to the buzzer. They're going to have to foul you. Yeah. Obviously, there's risks, but, but you can run the baseline and, and stuff like that. If you advance the ball to the front court, yeah, there's enough 20. of a differential, 6.1 seconds, that you can bait them into going, well, actually, we won't foul you here. We'll play some defense, get a stop, and then we'll have the ball with a chance to tie it. Of course, the risk of advancing the ball and doing that is if you miss, they could get the ball and go and tie it.
1: You never give it you never give the opponent a possession
3: yeah.
1: if you've got the child if you've got the choice you never give the opponent possession yeah. um and that would give the opponent a possession
0: yeah.
1: um and i'm assuming because i didn't notice it at the time that he took it from the back court
0: no he moved it to the front court he did exactly mm-hmm. what i thought yeah yeah he baited them into really? playing uh he took it he moved it into the front court uh and and then there was a foul and i couldn't work out why you would foul at that at that point because yeah,
1: At this point, um, I have no idea why, but I've totally, I've totally missed that. So it no, was on the it was on mean? the
0: inbound where they where they took like four point nine seconds to inbound yes, it, right. and the they foul was called. Bad. And actually, my first reaction was that's an unsportsmanlike foul
2: because yes, the, the ball
0: hadn't been passed in. But when I looked at the replay, I think he just let go of it as the the infringement happened. So therefore it's a regular foul. So just to clear up in case people don't know any foul in the last two minutes before the pass has been made on a sideline or a baseline is automatically an unsportsmanlike foul. If it's out of the hands on the way to the player, then it's a regular foul.
1: Well, two things. One, you know, some people might want to turn this off and find someone knows what they're talking about, because I missed all of that (laughs) when it was live, because I can't, can't, I'm amazed that Lloyd advanced the basketball. I'm also amazed that Newcastle weren't smart not to foul. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, you know. Um, uh, and um, and yeah, I'm also amazed that I didn't realise any of that was going on. So yeah, I thought what I did remember thinking was I thought they got a bit fortunate with a five second call. Yeah. It was, you know, it was kind of the fourth look.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Or normally, yeah. normally as, a, as, a, as, a, as a coach, it was always, once you, if you didn't get the ball in on your third look,
2: Mm. I'm looking at the referee. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm looking at the referee saying how much longer, you know? Mm.
2: Um
1: and they didn't, and yeah, I, I did pick up the point about I did wonder if it was they're gonna call on sports like. But you no, know, you know, I said that's not a good foul then. You know, mm. not a foul you've got to get you know, you know, they miss, and you've got you've got five seconds to get down the court and sure, pull up three.
0: Um the interesting thing is the clock stop started because 0.6 went off, and I'm not sure. I think the foul was before the ball got there, so I don't know how the clock started, but nobody Nobody picked Other up on that.
1: Them. Yeah, well, it was kind of indicative of a, you know, saying it wasn't an overly well-played game. It was yeah. a, I, thought, I don't think it was a badly coached game. I thought both teams had plans for the opposition. Mm. Uh, I don't think the opposite, each of them was kind of good enough to, or determined enough to, to kind of figure out exactly what those plans were. And ultimately, as I say, the fact that Newcastle at the end of the game couldn't defend, couldn't keep Wang from getting to the rim mm. was the game. That was the game. And I put that down to, to not being locked in on defense. Not that they couldn't play defense. i not that Wang did anything special. He didn't make any particularly special moves, you know. Um, I also thought that, you know, having complained about Sloan shooting 30 shots at Bristol, you know, you've got Cohen who shot four shots in this game. Eight assists, but four shots, you know. You've got Kennedy who's shooting 48% from three, you know, who shot four shots. So it, those two guys shot eight shots in 60 minutes, you know, and they, that's not going to get it done in a the BBL. They're going to have to find look for their own shots more often um, because that's how a team scores 71 instead of 74 instead of 90. Mm. Um, against that, Kyle Johnson comes in, who knows his game, and obviously we've not seen Kyle in the league before, but he's a GB player, he's well thought of. Kyle knows his game, he's a scorer, he puts up 11 shots in 20 minutes because that's mm. what he's there for. And um, those kind of... Things still have to be ironed out with Newcastle. They're still they're still not there yet in relation to uh, knowing each other and and understanding each other. Um, and understand particularly as as I say, you know, two of the starting five, Coad and Kennedy, are probably more used to being facilitators. Mm. And someone's got to score, you know. So um, uh, I'm not, you know they had fourteen assists between them, so it wasn't like they weren't being impactful in the game. But if you just leave it to if it's just you know, Hamlet, Hamlet, throw a bit to Everett a little bit, and then something else. Those guys aren't knocking shots down. Mokford's not knocking shots down. They need someone like Kyle Johnson to come in and, and shoot the ball a lot, which he did. Great win for Surrey, though. I'm happy for them. You know, they've not played that bad basketball this year. No. They haven't played, you know, they've, they've not been at that point whereby you think this team is woeful or hopeless. Mm. Um, but, you know, you add Quincy Taylor and Ryan Martin and get have a mm. couple of picks to put sort them out, then suddenly you become a, you know, you, you become a different
0: animal. Mm. And I think that's um, that's where they got to. And Ray and Steele to come back as well. We don't know about.
1: Yeah, Ryan's Ray. Either. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a danger that <laughs> there's a danger to say. Then there's a danger that you have too many. Um, mm. Ray. They were both helping their own ways. Mm. Um, Ray, in particular, as being that extra scorer who has to be guarded, but he's kind of flat out to deceive this year since he's been here. Um, you know, I saw him in preseason. He looked like he was going to go twenty five a game in this league, and no one could stop him. Mm. Yeah, you know, he hasn't really found a groove, and Taylor's probably more of a scoring point guard, so I'm not sure Taylor's really going to help him find that groove. Um, you know, so it may well be that they've got the perfect um setup with um Taylor, and then Wang is a secondary guard. Mm. Obviously, when Wang was having to run the ball, run the point a lot, they were struggling, but we got Taylor to handle the ball thirty minutes a game, and then at the end of the shot clock, you can give it to Wang to create to um create and create, Then you're doing all right because that's how they won this game. You
0: know. Mm. Uh, so, Wang went one for two, by the way, and that made it a four points. That down. and uh, a that uh,
1: ridiculously
0: horrible screen call. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Hamlet finished with 18 points, four of 13 shooting. Uh, Donovan Johnson, 16 and nine. Uh, Everett was uh, 13 points, six of nine shooting. Ryan Martin had 20 points, small sample, but that's his BBL career high. Uh, Wang had 19 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and Taylor had. 15 uh let's go to uh the morning side arena where the leicester riders beat the cheshire phoenix 89 points to 85 um we speculated last week that uh, walker was going to be out for a long time and it was confirmed this week that uh, mo walker's out for the for the season with that um achilles uh injury so that's a massive blow uh for for him and obviously for leicester as well um Starting lineup for Cheshire was the first thing that caught my eye in yeah, this game with, with, with Jack and Neighbor uh, starting the game. And and from what um what they were saying today, that was that was a tactical decision against Leicester.
1: Yeah, well I figured out it must have been. I mean, I wasn't quite I don't understand Jack because you want to match up with you know the athleticism on Leicester's wings. Um neighbor and Nelson Henry was interesting because you kind of exchanging threes for twos, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh because you know. Will neighbor will uh, my my anticipation is that they didn't want Robia in foul trouble. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I can, I that that was read. my guess as well. That was my guess, and um and they knew that Leicester's going in at Nelson Henry early, and that they they wanted to protect him from that because when you look at you know when there's no Walker coming off the bench, mm. Adakoya who's coming in, while well, they play a bit differently. If they don't throw the ball in the post. In theory, it's easier for Robia to avoid picking up those couple of cheap ones. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Shoving at the beginning of the game, um, and so, I mean, it nearly worked. It did work for them, and it also mm. nearly could have worked for them more because Neighbor had three open threes at the top of the key mm. early on. Missed every single one of them before he knocked down his fourth. And you know, Leicester weren't in a position to challenge those shots, mm. um, because of the Cheshire were playing with a five out. Um, and Leicester was still Leicester still working through their starting lineup. We've talked about this before. You know, their strength at this point in time is. Is their um, cohesion off the bench, you know? Um, so you know, Cheshire started out, you know, relatively well, mm. and it was a game which
0: it went back and forwards. Didn't didn't have didn't really have anything in it in the first half. Neither team led by more than four points. The first real run of the game was actually early in the third quarter, where Leicester hit eleven in a row to go forty nine forty two up, and you got the sense this could could be the moment, but then then next hit the next five to make it a two point game.
1: Yeah, I mean the thing that always impresses me about Leicester is their competitiveness. You know they're a really competitive team, and, and when they are challenged, um, they always have. You see the little effort plays. You see Connor flying in and getting an offensive rebound, or um, you, you see you know Pat Whelan stepping up and, and and knocking down a shot or challenging a challenging a shot at the other end in the fast break, and. um, I thought they stepped up their competitiveness a little bit in the second half of this game. I thought the first half was probably a game that we're going to see quite a lot this season in a, in a, in a league of 36 teams mm-hmm. where teams are in, in a groove. They're getting their shots. They're, they're playing back and forwards, but you didn't see any particular um, edge to it. I didn't see any edge to it. I watched it kind of with the five second button, obviously. So there might mm-hmm. be in between, um, but I didn't see anything. And I thought, um the third quarter was um, it was Leicester's bench. Though so came in and made a massive difference. Um, well, then, well, he, had, he had, had picked up a little bit as well. Oh yeah, with yeah.
0: Toya. Mackenzie had uh, had five in a seven-zero run, which put Leicester up twelve. Uh,
1: is, on that, he had five points in a second.
0: In a second. In
1: one second.
0: I missed that bit. You missed that bit. In a, a second. Five,
1: in a second. Five seconds. He had five points in one second because um, he scored, um, he missed the foul shot, he got knocked out of bounds on the baseline. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They
1: put the ball in on the yeah. on tail and he drained a three off the corner. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. So five points in one second.
0: Yeah, I didn't maybe, somebody, maybe a
1: second and a half.
0: Yeah, didn't somebody else from Leicester do that a couple of weeks ago? Was it, Whelan did it at Surrey, yeah, didn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah bang, bang.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, um,
1: uh, uh, but his you know his his spikiness is 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 a feature of that of that team. He doesn't have to play much, but he he's a, a constant. You know, he's constantly locked in. I'm not sure if he's always locked in the right things, but he's constantly locked in. You know, and Rob's teams have always had a guy like that. Mm. They've always had somebody. be, it, be it, you know Eric Robinson, rest in peace, or um, even going you know Connor throughout. Um, Aaron Hardy, you go all the way back, they've always had somebody who is just just there, who's just a nuisance, just an irritant, you know, even if they're backup guys. And, um, and him and Adekoya, Adekoya is totally different, but Adekoya is also that nuisance. Mm. as he, 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 You know, he team's still see him as a weak link, and he's not. Mm. Mm. Um, Cheshire kind of wilted a little bit on under that. They don't quite... Have enough shooting to go basket for basket with Leicester, and eventually Leicester's offense was just too metronomic and wore them down, and and, and that was without much of a game from from Whelan. Um. So yeah, you always felt that Leicester were more spiritable in Cheshire, and 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 Cheshire got. I was waiting. I was watching it back, knowing the score when I watched this game back, and. I was waiting to see if it got close, and it only did right at the very end.
0: Right at the end. So Leicester were 12 up with six and a half minutes to go, 77-65. Six, and then Teague, uh, Evans and Neighbour hit threes, and they were just chipping away, chipping away, but it never quite looked like there was enough enough clock. And when they did get to three points in the last minute, Leicester made the free throws they needed to make.
1: Yeah, they made a couple of threes um, to pull it back um to to a three point game unless they called a timeout and then there was a, a foul call on a drive and I watched it back and it was a foul you know I can't remember who it was it was a, a hand I think maybe not Cherobi or something it was there was a hand up from the, the, the guy who's defending the screen who interfered with Jackson Jackson Jackson's shot and um Leicester's defense basically handled the rest. Cheshire couldn't mm. get a, couldn't get a good look. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're kind of an interesting team, Cheshire, because they they're all quite now well defined in their roles. Mm. Um, I'm not quite sure how high their ceiling is on what they've got at the moment. Um, they're going to need um, Daniels and Jack to give them probably a little bit more than they have already to raise their ceiling um, because you know what you're going to get I think from from Gautsch, neighbour if they all stay healthy um, and obviously Austin is going to be aggressive and he's going to help carry them so those two players are the ones that um, Ben's going to have to find a little bit more from um, and maybe he has to stagger the minutes, he might be has to play with Jack is a three and Jamel is a four, something like that. Um, I'm not sure they're going to win scoring races, so they're going to have to win with their defense. And then, you know, are they are they good enough to stay off ultra because they're not that deep? They want to really going into deep. deep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we'll see, I mean, they're, they're they're a perfectly competent PBL team. I'm just thinking for their next step, where they you know where they're going to go. Um, and it's the two, it's the two American wings, you know, Daniels and Jack, who are the two. Um, who can I think take them to the next level?
0: Uh, Whelan had 16 and eight. Jackson 15. Nelson Henry 14 and seven rebounds. McKenzie was five of five shooting for 12 points. Lester just five of 21 from three point range.
1: Oh, um, Lester made a big effort in this game. We get the ball to Nelson Henry as well. Uh, but, you know, probably more so than they had in the previous two games. I'm quite sure that was a point of emphasis that they wanted to get in more touches.
0: Uh, Evans with 15, Teague 14 off the bench, Austin 14.7 rebounds, six assists. They were 11 of 25 from three-point range in contrast.
1: Kind of, that's the problem. You know, they've scored, they've made, they've scored they're at plus 18 on, mm. on threes and they've not been in the game in reality. I mean, they had a, a, had a you know, 10% chance at the end when you, you make a couple of threes and you're down by three, but, mm. you know, and you're plus 18. So, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to, that's the type of shooting variance you need to win a game.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Leicester, and you, you still haven't come close to so, so there's a big margin of error there for Leicester, which has to encourage them.
0: Uh, let's come to today's games. Uh, Plymouth City Patriots 79, Leicester Riders 101. A 600th BBL game for Rob Padanostro. Only the third coach to get there. That's coaching. Uh, hey? That's coaching. Coaching, coaching yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just coaching, yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, PJ was obviously uh, obviously the first one, and, and Fab the second, yeah. um, and they are the top three for games coached. Uh, no, Simons he's got that uh, trapped nerve in his back mm-hmm. um, for for Plymouth. Uh, Williams, Antonio Williams, back in the starters alongside Dusha, uh, with with Simons out. Um and, and Mystic Dave, when Leicester lost to Caledonia, said Leicester will win their next four games without even knowing who the next four games right were. And this was the fourth of the next four games. Well done you.
1: Indeed, thanking you. And you know I, made, I didn't make a penny off it. So...
0: <laughs> uh Plymouth with the first seven uh points of the game, and and it was right on the brink where you think, Oh, Rob's gonna Rob's gonna call a timeout and lay into them here, and then Whelan got seven points and and it's back to a two-point game i felt like
1: i'd watched this game 33 Mm. times before yeah yeah. um 39 times before
0: 39 now is it but this is the 40th this was 40 consecutive wins for leicester over plymouth
1: that's just nonsense i mean it's ridiculous um um and the reason i did was because quite certainly in the recent years a lot of those games have started off with plymouth flying Mm. with plymouth coming out the blocks early plymouth making shots plymouth doing this um, and I watched this game for half time because I just basically I knew what was happening, I'd mm. seen it happen. Ultimately, um, Plymouth's defense is not good. Mm. That's the reality. But they have offensive capabilities. Uh, VC is played the best offensive basketball he ever has, the scout report. He's, you know, he's one of those few players who the scout report on him was actually changed. Mm. You know, because it was always, you know, whatever you do, don't help off. Whatever you do, make him a finisher. He doesn't. He's going to hold, he's going to bait you, he's going to wait, 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 he's going to throw it out to a shooter. And now he's he's developed this scoring mindset and, he, and now you've got to guard him, mm. you know, it makes him twice as, as dangerous. Um, so offensively, you know, they're, they're playing their fine, but defensively they're all over the place, mm. you know. And, um, you know, it was early in the first quarter, I think the, the, the two of them, were, two guys went under a screen with Mark Loving at the ball at the top of the key. Which to Mark Loving is just like, you know, he's just like he's playing in a Saturday morning in the park, you know, yeah. no one's guarding me. Bang, he jumps shot, makes yeah. it. And even if he misses that one, he's gonna make the next one because he's getting his eye in, you know. And I just thought the the lack of um you know, they, they play with a lot of energy and a lot of and you describe it as intensity, but it's it's a little bit misplaced at times in relation to the defense. They they fly around a little bit, but you don't feel that there's anything underpinning it. And I think that's the exact that's the reason Leicester win down there, because Leicester are so um offensively um metronomic and consistent. That Leicester just find the holes. Mm. And Plymouth don't, unfortunately, at this point, they don't have a defensive discipline to kind of um to kind of hang with them. Mm. You know, and so there's a team that gave up 108 last week in, in Newcastle and now 101 at home a day, you know um there's kind of a lot of show a lot of um they, they they are probably the most um intense team in the league in relation to the um, the way they carry themselves and the into the, the game and all that and the environment down there obviously it's great with the the lights off with the crowd with the lights being off and uh, and all the lighting etc and the noise um but you have to have something to underpin it mm. and the, it isn't there at this point in time and Leicester picked them apart i thought um and Eventually, you know, Plymouth aren't going to make all the shots because man for man, Plymouth do not have as good a shooters as Leicester. No one has as good a shooters as Leicester. Leicester went the whole season last year shooting 43% from the three-point line.
3: Yeah.
1: You are you might win the odd game outscoring them. And Caledonia kind of did last year, last week, because but that's when you know they were making shots as well. But Caledonia's shooters are just a little bit better than more proven than Plymouth's, you know. And whenever that drought is going to happen, and it was going to happen, Leicester get out in transition. Leicester get the shots that they want. 15-point game at time, And as I say, I turned off. I well, they, a, they... They... they
0: Douche um, kept them in it for a bit. I think I think the the key bit of this was 15 turn after five minutes and yeah. uh, uh, 28-41 after 15 minutes. Uh, and they just kept losing Whelan. And it was just like madness. Um, yeah. Wh- Wheeling at half time was seven of seven, shooting four of four from three point range for 18 points. Leicester were nine of 16 from three point range at half time. And uh, Paul asked on the commentary uh, what Leicester's record was um, at uh, up 10 at half time, just before half time. He said, You've got to get it back into single figures because I wonder what their record is. Leading by 10 or more at half time, uh, and going back to 2009, the answer is 175 and four. Yeah, um, so so my notes stopped at half time after I got that stat as well because I yeah. thought this is the end of this. Uh, Mackenzie did hobble out of the game in the third quarter, um, right. with a, a little bit of an ankle thing, um, but. But there wasn't really much in the second half just Dusha, Just, uh, just hey, don't tell me
1: Patrick. Don't tell me Patrick Whelan's gonna be injured for the GP window. No, 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 <laughs> no.
0: He he didn't really play very much to be fair. In the uh in, he took one second half shot, he played nineteen minutes in total. Um Dusha had twenty-four and eight, Williams twenty-two, bell thirteen points and four blocks. Whelan, uh despite only playing nineteen minutes, uh Led Leicester with 18. Jackson also had 18 and 8 rebounds. Nelson Henry, 17 points and six rebounds. Leicester talked about their field goal percentage in the previous game. 52% in this one, 14 of 38, uh from three-point range. So cooled mm-hmm. off a little bit in the second.
1: They did, half. But they got 38 looks. Yeah. Right? And they don't shoot many bad shots. No. I didn't watch the second half, but I don't yeah. imagine that they were coming over half court and jacking it because it's no. not the way they operate. Um and, you
0: know... To, in a 40-minute game. 38 in a 40-minute
1: game. They got 38 looks. And, and you know, that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, not not against Leicester. Leicester, historically, last, I mean, last year, obviously, I don't know where they are this year, probably not quite as high. But last year, they were a historically good three-point shooting team. Mm-hmm. They were upwards of 42%, 43%, which is nuts. You know, it's just absolutely nuts. And the first thing about, about the scouting report for Leicester is that um, you don't let... Darren Nelson-Henry go off for six six in the first quarter, and you guard him inside. And the second thing is, you close all the shooters out. And you close them out left. So Patrick Whelan, you close them out left. Um, And Rob's going to get angry here, because I'm giving the scout report again. (laughs) But um, Patrick Whelan, you close them out left. Zach Jackson, you close them out left. Um, Mark Loving, you just close them out, make them dribble, make them put the ball on the floor and get the help there. And... I didn't see any of that from you know from from Plymouth when I in the first half. When they did close them out, they closed Patrick wheel out to his right, so he's one dribble, he's got a layup. Um, you know, so you have to be the biggest. De- I'm, I'm more and more certain that in this you know lengthy season, the biggest determiner between the the, the teams that are going to end up at the top and the bottom, and who are going to win the games at the top that they should win and, and and not win not lose the games that they shouldn't lose, will be discipline. Yeah. You know, it's you know it's going to be you're saying these players so many times. It's gonna. It's not going to be about what you can do with the basketball. It's going to be about what's in here, in how you guard people, and how disciplined you are in relation to that. And that's why I fear a little bit for Plymouth, because I'm. That's the one area of their game that, at this point in time, I, I just don't see. I'm not sure it's going to get much better. You know, they lost Joe Hart, who was probably their most disciplined player. Mm-hmm. Um, early, you know, preseason, and um. They can all play, no question, and they're gonna, it's going to be a fun game to watch when they do play because they're going to be flying up and down and they're going to be in your face, they're going to be doing all, all, all that stuff, but they're going to have to find a way of getting some attention to detail mm. because, you know, they they, they, have, they didn't show me that last week and they didn't show me that again today.
0: Well, let's go to Bristol, where the Bristol Flyers yeah. handed the London Lions their second defeat of uh, the domestic season, uh, winning 75 71 uh no soko with that with that back problem we talked about earlier no van Oostrom either i think he was just in the in the rotation of players that they've been doing thus far. and and no ber-
1: so cuz they only
0: had 11 lined though they
1: only had 11 suited all oh, right On no, and, uh, no, no van Oostrom, no Soloware either um that i could see and they had Caboza and um comagam um um suited but they only had 11 on the scoreboard on the scorecard and that was interesting because i was thinking to myself wow has ever a team with that much money gone to play the player short mm. um you know that's which is kind of weird so um yeah it's, it's all interesting it, it, you know london the london bubble is becoming more interesting mm. right and it was always going to because the the kind of the high of the the, the where here we've got you know we're doing this we're doing that this is this is the kind of um what an opportunity for everybody living in a great city new team coming together lots of buzz around them november now
3: Mm.
1: you know it's not september anymore it's november now and suddenly it's the high the highs is oh so it's off to you know off to macedonia or gran canaria Mm. or Poland or whatever, and then back to to play in Bristol you know and that type of stuff and then and suddenly there are some players who you know are doing all this and they're not playing much so you got guys who are going you know over to um, Grand Canary and playing four minutes mm. and the team's losing by 25 so they're immediately thinking it's not my fault we're losing by 25
3: mm.
1: you know because I only play four coaches who played me and then on top of that so then you get Kind of the 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 bugs with the travel, and then you get the the little niggles, and you know how much as a player. Almost to be honest, the more you get, this is something I've learned from from the NBA and my contact 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 mm. with the NBA. You know that the more you get paid, the less you're likely to pay through a niggle. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? The yeah. less you know, primarily because. The staff won't allow you.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Too valuable, right? So, um. So then you look at. I'm looking at suddenly they they got Solowali's out, Manustrum's out, um, soko has got a bad back. Um. Obviously, they've had the, They've given Decker three weeks to get over his his sprained ankle. Um. And I'm thinking, you know, how much now? Who who is their core? And how much now are all those guys bought in? to winning 34 games in the BBL, or 32 games in the BBL, right? Um, Or how much are they thinking, well, hang on, I I was perfectly healthy and he played me four minutes in Grand Canaria. I'm hurting a bit now. Why would I put myself out there now um, to play and not play at my best because I'm hurt and not play through that? Mm. Now, that's all speculation. Mm. So it might all be bollocks, pardon me. (laughs) You know, they got four players out, effectively, which is, you know, and the schedule has been tough, but in relation to minutes played, not that tough, Mm. right? And minutes played by individual players. Then you add in the fact that they've got some, they're now losing, they're on a losing streak now. Forget about, forget about you know, Europe BBL differences. Players don't necessarily say it like that. We do, they don't.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, so they lose it. Um, They won the European game. Since then, they've lost two. Yeah, they lose at Sheffield, and now they come at Bristol. So it's uh, they've lost
0: um, three in a row. Three they, in a row. This was four.
1: This was four. So they, yeah. they I'm just thinking they haven't played. They haven't won a BBL game in between. No, no. So this is the fourth game, right? And and, and losing reveals character. Mm. You know, it it, it reveals um, competitive spirit. It also, it also teaches you, it teaches the coach a lot about his team and the coach won't know anything about his team until you've actually been through something like that. Mm. You then add in the fact that they've kind of run an NBA squad, 15 players, that's the way they've decided to do it, still with only probably one true point guard and that's Van Ustrom. Um, and they've had to balance different injuries to different players, which means people be moving around. And one of the things that talked about last week was um, the difficulty with Sheffield was when they put Zubcic in the starting lineup. And I thought that just created that bench.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I was amazed today. and I mean that genuinely, genuine, genuinely amazed that he started and Ruban so was on the bench. Um, now, there are two players on that Lions team that would start every game for me. Without any shadow of doubt, without any question. Um, Decker and
3: Herbert,
1: mm. those two, you know, everything I've seen about them, they are the two, you know, everybody else, um, you can you can move people in and out of your lineups, um, you've got two centres, at this point in time you would need Luke Nelson to start almost every game, but it depends on what role he's playing, um, but, uh, and Ovi, even Ovi, even Ovi, I wouldn't automatically start him because it might depend on matchups. But Deke and Hruban. And Hruban, that's the first game he's come off the bench all season. And that was done, I'm almost certain, because you're missing a four. Your four's not playing. So you've got a four on the bench. Now, Zubchic, who's really, really good. Mm. right? So it's easy. You plug a positional guy. That means Deke can still play at the three. Um, and you've then got the two guards because you know Bristol are quick. And you know Bristol are um, going to start with a number of guards so you start with best in Nelson right um, but that throws Huban off and he's been your best, most consistent player basically since Decker's been out, since everybody's been out and it put zupcic into a, a situation where he's competing for shots with all the starters and I just, you know, they what they had going with zupcic in that bench I just can't believe he dropped, he dropped that, just can't get my head around the fact that, you know, you would do anything to change that because they've been on drought team when Zubchich has played, let alone when he hasn't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, the advantage, of course, is that Decker, who is the star, he gets to play his position, which is the three. He's a three. He's an NBA three. You know, that's why he wasn't, you know, he, he has played in the NBA. Um, but playing in the NBA and playing the BBL is very different oh, in, the, yeah. in relation to the size of the players that you're going up against. Right? Now, if you played Sam Decker at the four in the NBA, Um, he's got no shot, he's got no shot,
3: Mm.
1: right? The guys that you'd be who would be guarding him, who he would just just marmalize him, doesn't have the physical strength. He is an NBA prototype three man, but in the BBL, he plays at the four to start with. He's guarding VJ King,
3: Mm.
1: VJ King, six for six, he can do that, yeah. You know, you know, now I don't know if it's the coach not wanting to put nose out of joint because players get very precious about their, the, the the position that they play, you know, and what they are, and this is what I am, and all this stuff. And you've heard this with, even with Anthony Davis in the NBA saying, I don't want to play the five and all this stuff, blah, blah, even though, like, you're seven foot tall with enormous yeah. arms and then small. And you, know, <laughs> yeah. you think, but I'm a farmer four, not a five. And it gets, a, I don't know if there's anything of that going on again. Speculation again might be rubbish, but I don't get. Not starting herban herban
0: is it huban or herban because I've heard twoban herban herban, herban. herban. It's, it's somewhere in between all of those things, yes. So, so do i pr- pronounce it with
1: HR or pronounce it h U R.
0: It's somewhere in between the two of those things. All oh, right, that's
1: really yeah, helpful. Yeah. That like yeah, yeah, yeah. comments yeah, yeah. who doesn't yeah. want to get things wrong, speaks yeah. and punches it. Yeah. <laughs> um right, okay. Well, I'll call him vojcek
2: Yeah,
1: um not starting him. So that was that, that to me was slightly weird. Um more than slightly weird. And then the game, I mean the game started
0: off well, uh, should I do shall I do that bit? We've we've yeah. probably done 10 minutes on this. We've not we've yeah. not actually got to the opening tip yet, yeah, have we? Good. Uh Olesen and Miller hit threes. Uh Bristol were just edging it, and then King and Miller hit a couple of threes in an 8-0 run. Uh, and without uh, being the first person ever to compare Badushnos to Bristol Flyers, uh, this was very similar to the game the other day. They jumped out to a to a 14, 14 point lead in the first quarter.
1: And yeah, and, um, Bruce, and, and London scored early, you know, Deca going early, and then they they fell off a bit of a cliff offensively. Um, I hate to say it, but Hufus but looked like a, an average BBL center. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know if he's healthy or whatever, but he did not look like the player that he looked at the first game of the season at Sheffield when he turned up mm. in the second half and basically marmalised Sheffield. Mm. And I thought the whole game. I thought he really. I was looking for value added from him, and I saw kind of a league average player. You know, you wouldn't look at the game and say that. You know, say he played any better. He was any more impactful than Del Pesh, for instance. Mm. Um, So that might be body. That might be mentality. It might be the fact it's November. It might just be the you know it might just be injuries. Thirty three. He's got enormous you know, amount miles on the clock, which is kind of a worry for London because a lot of their players have got miles on the clock. Mm. You know, thirty Wojciech is 32. Um, you know he's got Soko's in great shape, but he's he's been around but they've, they've got miles in the clock and Kufas's most exact most obvious example of that. And um they didn't guard the three point shot well. Mm. It's a bit of a recurring theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, Bristol
1: Bristol playing at home and Bristol made some. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's spin it forward uh, Nelson and Zubchich chipped away at it a little bit it was still 7 points at halftime Flyers then started the third quarter with 10 of the opening 12 points um, which forced, forced an early timeout Decker then drags London back in uh, with a nine zero run 52-46 uh, but then Watson Gale we talked about him earlier a couple mm. of threes uh, with 5 to go they're, they're up 63-52
1: and that, you know, yeah, whichever way you look at it, you know, five minutes to go, that London team scoring fifty-two points in the BBL. Yeah, that set. was
0: my take. Yeah, what I actually did was, and it it didn't come to pass, but I started looking up when was the last time a team beat London not scoring seventy? Yeah, because because uh, uh, with with five minutes to go, it looked like they weren't, the rest were not Bristol were going to win the game without needing to score seventy.
1: Well, the amount of offensive to talent that they have. Mm. And I mean, there was a couple of interesting things happened. I mean, Zubchic picked up his third foul a minute into the third quarter. Mm. And the coach benched him until a minute and a half into the fourth quarter. Mm. Right? And he was a minus 19 in his game, so he wasn't being, so, you know, it didn't particularly help having him in the game with London, but they never really got him into any form of rhythm that I could see. And he's a guy who's been shooting a lot of shots for you. Now, I learned the hard way on a bus trip, on a bus trip back from Milton Keynes, about substituting players when yeah. I should. Yeah. It was <laughs> yeah, <yeah, yeah>, yeah. <laughs> eleven years ago. Um, the player's name was Charles Smith. Charles Smith picked yeah. up a third foul in the Milton Keynes Shopping Centre, um, halfway through the third quarter. And you know, uh, somebody who knew all the read all the books and watched all the TV and listened to Huey Brown, but had only been on the bench of a team for about three months, it was obvious the obvious thing to do was you sub yeah. Charles. Out and you keep him to the fourth quarter, so he's got two fouls, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was um made aware on that way on the way home that that is not the way players work yeah and the exact phrase were you know the game but you need to know more about players mm-hmm. basically
0: because you know scooby-doo was coaching the uh was coaching. that was a bad impression i yeah, i I'll
1: leave you to guess yeah. uh hey you know the game you know the game you don't know players you don't know players and i'm like i'm fighting i'm arguing about but it's was a waste of time um and the point being is that you take the guy out then, then he gets out, he's no rhythm. So you're not getting anything back from him when he comes back in. Now, only the very best players can do that. And if there's actually a, a kind of a a move in the NBA now as well to play people when they're in foul trouble more than there ever was before, because people have kind of worked out that, you know, if he's one of your best players, you know, there's no point saving, you know, every minute matters. And um, if he gets, to the, he gets to the end of the game on four fouls and you've sat him down for 12 minutes and you've got a problem, um, no, Zucic actually fouled out, but even yeah. so, that kind of surprised me that he sat, he sat him down for that long. Then, you have the lack of the bench that they had now. Their bench has been primarily, um, Solowade has been probably their, their, their number one reserve whilst they've been down on bodies. Um, Van Ustrom's played a little bit as well, and Queely. Now, Queely is an interesting chap because um, defensively, he's absolutely elite. You know, he, you can see he guards people. He's got long arms. He's disciplined. He's really, really, really good. Offensively, he's been a black hole. He's been horrible. They haven't been able to get anything going with him um, at all. And he's almost, almost a guy that you don't need to guard. But because of his lack of bodies, and he didn't want to insert either of the young guys in the game, um, you know, Quealy ends up playing quite a lot of minutes in this game. Um, and I thought that hampered them offensively. You then have Nelson who's not in any rhythm at all because he's he know you know when Nelson's irritated because um he's talking to the refs, he's you know, he's just a bit a bit of a malcontent on the court, he's he's fighting himself, you can see it. And um, you know, that team just needed him to be able to go and give him the ball and make some plays and go and 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 play. And um, he actually didn't play the last seven minutes of the game. The coach gave up on him. Um so you throw all of that stuff into the mountain pot. It's a heck of a mountain pot. The more talent you have, the more players you have, the harder it is. Right? This is why it's easier for Leicester. It's easier for Caledonia because they don't have these multiple options. They're not. Con- that's why it's easier for all those coaches than just for Ryan Schmidt. Now, Ryan Schmidt has the advantage because he has all the talent. Mm. But having all that talent creates more decisions. Keeping the group together. Making sure that the guys are all together in relation to who wins, who loses. Luke Nelson is not thinking that loss is his fault because Luke Nelson didn't play the last eight minutes. Luke Nelson expects to play. Okay, Zubchic is sitting on the bench in the third quarter. You know, Face like thunder because he wants to be in the game. And that's the stuff that they're going to have to deal with. Now, I'm not saying they can't deal with it or they won't deal with it. But it has to appear, it has to show itself before it can be dealt with. You know, what I mean, it can't, yeah, yeah. can't assume it's never going to happen. It has happened now. They've now lost four games in a row. Um, Decker made some plays near the end, but not quite enough. Um, they, Sharma has disappeared. Don't know, he played great on Tuesday night and, and he's just disappeared. He played like six minutes in this game, so he's probably sitting there thinking, Why am I not playing? Um, and there's a lot to deal with because all these guys are really good players,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um. Herbat,
0: and as I say, Herb come off the bench. Let, <laughs> let, let's spin it forward, um, because yeah. we've got a lot of missed threes to get through. Yeah, uh, uh Miller Miller makes a three 69 62 with 157 to go. Um, Queeley makes a three on an offensive yeah. rebound 69.
1: Stepping up, making it
0: 65. Uh, King then misses a three. Del Pesha offensive rebounds, Zubchich fouls out. Um, yeah. Delpesh, one of two from the free throw line, 70-65 with 1.15 to go. Um, Kufos then misses. Decker manages to wrap it up. Possession error for London, so they get the ball from the end line. Decker misses a three. Queely with the rebound. Decker then makes a three, 51 yeah. seconds to go, 70-68. to 68. Mahan then misses a three. Uh, this is where Rose loving it now, because all these offensive rebounds, offensive rebounds, all these offensive <laughs> rebounds, uh, Watson Gale with the offensive rebound, he's fouled, uh, yeah. makes two free throws, 25.6 seconds to go, 72, uh, 68. Uh, Decker then misses a three offensive rebound. queeley uh, misses from long range. Um, King gets the ball. He makes one for two from the free throw line. And that's, that's, almost Decker. that basically did a they're up yeah. five Decker does hit a, a, an incredible three with 2.6 seconds but uh timeout advanced the ball and they they got it in and that was all they needed uh, they, they got it in. They got it, yeah, in they got it in yeah 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 Joel was yeah. talking trying to talk that five seconds into existence yeah
1: well to be fair they just give you know King went and got the yeah. ball yeah, yeah. King got yeah. the halfway then got the ball and they did the way yeah. they were mentioned. um yeah, it's, you know, it's you know, you don't have Luke Nelson at the end, you know, that's, you know, I don't know if he's hurt or whatever, but um, we had Koufos in at the end, and I thought Kufos in the game was, you know, really struggled in the game, and he, if you go back the last three years, um, there's not many games, he's played 29 minutes,
3: yeah.
1: you know, I mean, yeah, I looked at his numbers for last year when he was in, in Greece, and he's playing 10-12 minutes a game, And then you put them in in Bristol in that environment with those guys running up and down
3: and
1: Mm. playing 29 minutes. I think it's 29. I I did check the numbers, but that's a number that's stuck in my head. Um, You know, I don't think that's sustainable, you know, and um, overall, great win for Bristol. Watson Gale again stepped up, made those two foul shots, you know, critical.
0: Um, twenty
1: nine minutes, thirteen seconds. You, know, that's, that's, you tell me. You, we'll we'll find out for next week when he last played twenty nine minutes, mm. thirteen seconds in a game. Mm.
0: Because
1: he, I don't imagine he played he played that many minutes in many NBA games. Mm. Um, and you get extra timeouts and that. And I know he did. He hasn't in the last couple of years when he's been playing Euroleague. So you know, I know they've got a week off because of the the national team stuff. So you can burn them out a little bit, but. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure that his efficiency is going to go up playing playing that much, and so they've got stuff to sort. and And, and the reason we're talking about them a lot is because you know they're the story. Mm. You know, Bristol playing at home and shooting the ball well and and being aggressive. And I've talked about them already in the previous game. They're not the story. You know, mm. the story is London's lost four games in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you have to try and figure out what it is that's going on and speculate and guess and. And point out what we see. I thought um there was a pretty. I mean there was another technical in this game a coach technical, and um I didn't think much of the call that Zubic got his fourth foul on. No. So um he wasn't quite square to him, but he was pretty much stood there and got ran over. And um and Coach Smith, you know, hasn't got many technicals this year in the BBL, but uh, he may be warming to the theme. <laughs> You know, which is you know, you know, sometimes you've got to stand up for it and you've got to you know, say what you think.
0: Yeah. Uh, King with seventeen, Miller fifteen, Watson-Gale fourteen. Um, they shot thirty-seven percent from from the floor. Uh, they had fifteen offensive rebounds and only six second chance points, but they had enough to win. Thing, you know, the one
1: the one thing that Ro doesn't point out, or I imagine you don't get into enough yeah. to deal with, is the one thing that offensive rebound does is it kills the opponent's ability to fast break.
0: Yeah. Okay. You know, he, he, his thing was about it wears them, it wears them down. But yeah, that's. It
1: the well, wears them down, but also it means you can't leak out. Mm. So London can't. London, have to, you have to stay there to retain the rebound because all the coaches saying before the game is, "Christ, look at how many offensive rebounds this team has." Everybody has to rebound. That means the, the players are being told, you know, if you don't rebound, you're not going to play. So the players all go to the glass, but then there's nobody running the other way. So, it, so in many ways, by sending everybody to the glass, it's counterintuitive but it actually assists your fast break defense yeah. as opposed to if you all run back or you don't know precisely what you're doing. Um, but uh, look, Bristol, you know, you know Bristol beating London, if we'd said that at the beginning of the season, I think, you know, I mean, if, I mean imagine what Lasker would say now. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, you know, if we said that at the beginning of the season, that you know, in six weeks in, then Bristol are going to beat London at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'd say no way. Yeah. Um, and they've done it and they've done it and they're without a guy. Yeah, yeah. Possibly the best player mm. in Thomas Bell. So you know, kudos to the to them. Absolutely. You know, incredible weekend for them. Mm. Incredible weekend.
0: Uh, Decker had twenty-eight points and nine rebounds. subchich eleven. Nelson 10, 5, and four. Forty-two percent field goal range, uh, field goal percentage for London. Sixteen think, offensive rebounds. Seventeen second chance points.
1: You know, I think Decker could go in his pajamas and he'd come you know, yeah. where he's not at anywhere. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, let's be let's be clear. I mean, the one thing I really, I really actually should say is that his competitive spirit mm. really shines through and often does, yeah. the guys who get paid the most and have the best resumes aren't the ones with the greatest competitive spirit, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it, the, the skill level, the skill level goes up, the the willingness to deal with all the rubbish <laughs> reduces, yeah. you know, and that can, but he, it, he is really, you know, he was in that game right till yeah. the very end.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, he
1: was talking yeah. to King on the foul line. He was yeah. talking about, you know, all sorts of stuff. And, um, you know that that's really impressive because yeah. that, like you say he ain't played in the gym like that since he was fifteen, probably yeah. less, probably yeah. since he was twelve. Yeah. You know, and for him to be treating it in that way, and and he is probably the best player we've ever seen in this country. Mm. You know, yeah, if yeah. we're talking, if we're talking relevant to the level that he has played at and the yeah. stage of his career
0: he is in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm
1: because you know, you, you know, he's probably the best we've ever ever seen. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's go to the final game, uh, which which was getting scarily close to overtime, but uh, managed to finish yeah. in regulation. Uh, Cheshire Phoenix 77, Caledonia Gladiators 73. Fraser was back, although there were occasions where he looked to be not moving quite as freely. Um, and they went back to uh, Evans and Ocherobia in the starting uh, lineup, uh, Cheshire. Um, uh, uh, gladiators with uh, seven in a row, out to an eleven-point lead, um, eight and a half minutes into the game, and and this this was almost the the flip of the previous meeting.
1: Yeah, they were ready to play. They've been mm. jumped on twice, you know. So what do you think the coach is going to be telling them? What do you think is going to be their focus? Mm. You know, we've been down the road twice. We've been down twenty once at Cheshire, once at Bristol, down twenty in the first fifteen minutes. Gareth, I even caught a bit of Gareth's pre-game interview, and he basically said that. Um, so there is um, no question that there was a point of emphasis. And it's you know it's remarkable, you know, if you when there is a point of emphasis, and it's an obvious one to the players, so it's clear as day. Everyone knows what's happened because yeah. the scoreboard doesn't lie. And the coach makes it a point of emphasis. It's amazing how that way it works. Mm. Now, the coach can say make as many points of emphasis as he wants, but if it's not happened already, the players will
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. that's some of them will take it in, but others of them will be well. Yeah, of course that's he's bound to say that. That's what we, we have to rebound. Yeah, right. Of course, well, we know we have to rebound. I'm a basketball player. That's what I do. Yeah, you know? yeah so We have yeah, to start. Yeah. We have to start well. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, but well, of course you have to start well. That's part of the game. That's what a player will think. But when it's happened twice in a row, yeah. suddenly a player's concentrating on that stuff, and they became the um, aggressors in this game very early. Mm. And I watched most of this game because the um, I was I decided I was going to go one game a week, one game at a time this time, and then mm. use you know, the fast forward button to catch up. Okay. So I missed the first the start, but I started at the start and fast forward every time. Okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm trying. You know, Are you really trying yeah, find yeah. a way of find a way of giving everything maximum attention. You know. Um, and they were the aggressor, they were all over the boards. They were, you know, they've um, got, got some set of players, they were they were moving, they, they, they ran slow enough off screens, threw it back to Adams. Adams made, Adams made a couple of threes. Um, Cheshire were out of kilter, their guards, really, in particular, were out of kilter. Jamel made some shots, but apart from that, um, you didn't really see much going for Cheshire. Um, and Caledonia just kind of faded away in this game, and I still I put it I say there's a lot going on there, in that amongst that group with with the coach because at one you know with with David Sloan playing the one playing the two, um, Ali Fraser came back. He wasn't healthy enough to yeah. play Friday, but he was healthy to play on Sunday, which is always a bit of a no no for me, you know. If you if you play on Friday, if you play on Sunday, you can play on Friday, you know if you can't you can't, you yeah. know if you're healthier, you're not. He came back and he was a bit rusty, missed a couple of layups. Um, and he's kind of sharing minutes with Tappe. Then halfway at the beginning of the third quarter, and you'll know, know you'll get to it in a minute, but at the beginning of the third quarter, the the lineup changed, and so they started Fraser and, and Onwas instead of Malcolm and Tappe. And you're just trying to figure out precisely, you know, what direction they're going in. But you tell us what happened in the first half.
0: Well, I mean, uh Teague sort of got them back to, to six, but actually, I was gonna run it forward to the end of the third. Yeah. Quarter, where has got eight of the last nine points to lead 59-58. That was where they really got back into it.
1: I thought I thought Marcus Evans was really hot on a on a brain fade in this game. You know, as well as he played last week, um, you know, that I think Ben Thomas said half the time they had 13 turnovers and they weren't much better in the third quarter. Um, but Caledonia.
0: I think they ended up with 23. 23
1: turnovers in the winning game. Wow. Um, but there's a Caledonia is an interesting roster because we all, you know, we all look at them and think, "Wow, they're good. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's good. He can play." Well, we all remember the game at London where they let them up and they, should, they could have won that game early on. And they're all new guys, so we're all kind of fresh to them. So mm-hmm. we're, looking know, um, and then you look at the record. What's the record? Four and five, four and six, something like that.
0: They are three and five.
1: Three and five, mm-hmm. you know, and you think, well. You know, if Newcastle had beaten Surrey, Newcastle would be three and five. Mm. Newcastle could have won that game, and yet you, you, you yeah, the, the 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 narrative, the,
0: the it's narrative very different.
1: is very different. You know, and I mean, Newcastle are two and six. So mm. it's, not, it's not the best point, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's just it, just the name that came, the team that came into my head. But the narrative is very different in relation to telling me, you know, they've got this guy who's scoring thirty-seven and dropping this. You've got these big guys who're playing really well. Well,
0: Plymouth are three and four.
1: Plymouth are three and four. Yeah, you know, and and yet we were yeah, I'm absolutely. Um, down on them because mm. of their like they're three and four you know so mm. they've got a better record than this 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 team and, and in theory Caledonia have more, more out and out talent than Plymouth at this mm. point particularly given that Plymouth have played without Williams and without Simons mm. um on various games. So what is it? You know so so what is the real Caledonia? And the biggest thing I, I see is that outside of Sloan they don't really have much off the dribble. Um, they don't have much in the way of ability to create an advantage. You know? Um what I mean by that is that Adams is a big guard, but he doesn't really they don't really post him up. He's more of a shooter. Um, Onwas and um Bailey are you know, really solid utility guys. Malcolm is a shooter, but not not a guy who's not a creator. Probably their second option outside of slow in relation to creating an advantage against the defender is Fraser in the post, and Fraser's not been healthy for mm. three weeks. So how do you and and creating an advantage doesn't mean scoring the ball. It means means get, getting a defender out of position, so you can rotate the basketball and get open. Basically, you can just in none. The the most obvious way of doing it is, is a screen roll because the screen gets, gets a player open. The you know to a point whereby a def, another defender has to come. You get two defenders on the ball or two defenders committed to the ball, and then you have the opportunity to to move the ball around and get an open shot. Outside of Sloan, they don't really have anybody who can do that.
3: Mm.
1: You know, um, Jimenez hasn't played much since the beginning of the season. Bunyan's playing spot minutes to move Sloan to the two. But Adams' efficiency is Adams' shots Shots have dropped as Sloan's have gone up. And what that means is that Gareth is left in this very difficult situation whereby, you know, and we had it a little bit like, sorry, we, I mean, Newcastle, because it's not we, <laughs> um, had it a little bit with Fletcher last year you know, it, it was him, you know, the, you know, you gave the ball to anybody else in the screen and roll, a person or Johnson or Kyle Williams, and it was a turnover, it was, it was, it was just awful, you know, there was just no, you know, person could shoot, Kyle Williams could shoot, Johnson could shoot, but basically a Fletcher didn't create a shot for them. Mm. The best option was to throw it into at the and you know, having create a shot for them. And that's kind of where I'm getting to a little bit with, with Caledonia, and it's great when Sloan goes up to 36 and they all make shots and, and they beat Leicester at home. Um, but you have to be able to maintain that. And Gareth doesn't want to play that way. I know he doesn't. I've seen the way his teams are very well drilled. They're very well coached. They run some nice stuff. They run great out. Of, if anybody always watch the out-of-timeout plays, mm-hmm. um, for a coach, he, they run some. They always get good looks out of timeouts, no dunks on, on the little plays that they've got going. Um, but... They just, you know, their, their offense dried in this game.
3: Mm.
1: And mm. it was, you know, and when Sloan wasn't making shots, um, they're, they're there wasn't they're, much they're, else. Because the, o- the
0: only other guy who scored is Armwise, who we, we've we already discussed plays really without the ball. without well the
1: ball and then mm. transition and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. stuff. And basically, if Chasha hadn't thrown them the ball so much in this yeah, game,
0: yeah, yeah. you know, then this well, I, game... I think I think I said twenty-three turnovers. It might be the other way around. It might have been twenty-one points and uh, twenty-one turnovers and twenty-three points from turnovers. It was that's those crazy. two numbers: the points off turnovers. So you get twenty-plus points off turnovers, but you only have seventy-three points and you lose the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's indicating that there's some there's some stuff that they're gonna have to sort out. Uh, mm. I'm not sure because. They run some nice stuff. They run some nice players. You know, they they move the ball well. So I think it may be more kind of the the skill set of the personnel. Maybe they're gonna have to throw the ball into Bailey in the post. Maybe they're gonna have to, um, you know, throw the ball into Onwas a bit more. Maybe just something else, you know, to try and create mismatches because those two guys are good are wings. You know, that's really big, strong wings. So you might want to. Um, try and get them down low and get them some cheap ones, but you haven't really got a stretch five, so you you know so the paint's going to be clogged because mm. tape is going to be down there, um, and then obviously then then the end up coming back to slow. The one thing that kind of you know pinged in my brain with this in this game was that um, I think it was probably in the second quarter, second quarter, which end of the year? Um, sorry, the third quarter. No, I can't remember the quarter um Sloan got a, a, a steal and then um, bailey ran 2 feet behind him and Sloan went and laid it up mm. on his own with two or no break yeah 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 you're a point guard you throw the ball the big guy yeah 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 you know you look behind and you look behind him so he knew he was there yeah you know i found the point guard at that point in time i found you know yeah. it's fine but i was just like you Know, yeah, okay, and then the fan will say, Well, why not? He's he's a, he's a he's, 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 he's yeah, there, he's got the steal, he's made the play, and he yeah. made the steal on the halfway line,
3: yeah, yeah,
1: you know. Yeah. But um, I'm throwing the ball off the backboard or something, or, yeah. or even, even hand the ball to the other guy and say, Yeah, yeah you're, you're running with me, I'm going to give you the ball. So little things like that, um, and then it got to the end, and the end was bizarre, wouldn't it? Yeah.
0: So scoring really hard to come by in the fourth quarter. Um, so we'll get to the last two minutes. Teague with an offensive rebound put back, ties the game at 69 uh, with 1.47 to go. On West uh, missed. Uh, then we had typical uh, Larry Austin to the basket and won 71-69. Misses it. Um, I think he was slowing through it over his head, did he? And Almost on a fast break. Dunked it seven, 70. Yeah.
1: Look, Sloan is serious. I'm not down on Sloan. Sloan is yeah. seriously talented. They yeah. just need it. It's just not the way the way they have to work it. Travel
0: exactly. or no travel? No travel. No travel. I didn't think it was, but the,
1: no, the, no travel because yeah. it's a zero step.
0: Yeah, that's what um, I thought.
1: You get basically well, it's always been the rules that you get two steps. Yeah. That since um, James Harden kind of modified the rules to his own benefit, yeah. It was formalized three or four years ago that when you pick after you pick the ball your first step is a zero step. Yeah, yeah. That's... So the first step doesn't count. Yeah. So I, I slowed it down. Yeah. um, I slowed it down, played it. But for me, he picked the ball up on a zero step, one, yeah. two, and yeah. um, perfectly legit.
0: I, I, I didn't think it was travel either. It was one of them where he could be, because Mark was saying, oh, that's a definite travel. I was like, I'm going to have to wind that back because I didn't think it was. Well, if he was um, the first
1: time, he travels, he covers a lot of ground.
0: Yeah. But it's he's because rare. he takes a step and then one dribble and then he takes his yeah. zero step and then he's got the.
1: And two. also, you know, that's not a move people make if they're in traffic. Yeah. If you're in traffic, if you've got players around you, you don't pick the ball at that early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's an unusual move to see. You don't, so yeah. you're seeing it first time, you're thinking, whoa, whatever. So no, but I, I, I rewind it and checked it as well.
0: Yeah. So so then 51.6 seconds ago, Austin is underneath. Um, uh, 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 Austin underneath scores. Um, a seven, nice
1: pass from Neighbor, I think. Yeah, 73,
0: yeah. 70, One and then there's a bit of a kerfuffle, and it didn't happen on camera. Yeah, my assumption from what Mark was saying and what what happened ensuing is that the assistant coach Daryl Wood went down and tried to pull the net down. That was it, it sounded like that was what it sounds like, but that would be the other end,
1: wouldn't
0: it? Yeah, so he'd gone to the other end of the floor, the the, where the rocks, so it's the opposite end of the bench that they were at to pull the net down because the net must have been. I'm assuming the net was caught up on the well, on remember, the ring.
1: Darrell's not seven foot two.
0: Well, they yeah. It, I mean, it, it, maybe it he's got more hops than we we, we we're aware we're of. But you could hear Ben going. Their assistant coach is on the court, so he and it, it was at that end of the floor, and so he gets yeah, a technical. No, he then no. comes back to the bench and he gets a technical for it. But I'm I just I just thought. I wonder what Fab would have made of Dave running down the other end of the court to pull I, the I net have, down. I would have been walking home. Yes, I'm sure.
1: I would have yeah. been walking home. Um, <laughs> that's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And um, because you just you know I've, I've stood up and shouted a few enough times. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but it wasn't like it was even a timeout. You know, if it's a timeout, the no. you know, kind of there's there's the there's, there's rules, the rules. So players, you know, yeah. coach, kind of step on the court in a timeout. You're not meant to, but you know, players come off your high five and that type of mm-hmm. stuff. You might do that, or you might see you know pull. it's just utterly bizarre, but it yeah. has to, it has to
0: be a technical. It has technique. to be a technical, yeah. yeah. We're, so so we're slightly assuming that he's come on yeah. court, but yeah, that's, but, that's but exactly based on the fact that Ben is shouting in the background, their assistant coach has come on court. Um, and so they get a technical as a result, which uh Will Neighbor makes the free throw and it's 74 uh 71. 35 seconds to go, Sloane is fouled. Um, but it's the fourth team foul, so it's a sideline ball. Um, Sloan then misses. Jack with a great play to keep it keep it in bounds um, and uh, keep it with uh, Cheshire. Uh, Austin's foul, but again, it's the fourth, so it's a sideline ball. And then uh, Bailey commits his fifth foul with 19.3 seconds to go. Uh, Anderson makes two free throws to make it a five-point game, and then almost missed, and Anderson got a run out. And that was, that was it
1: yeah I mean and I mean two things um Ben ran out of patience with Evans halfway through the fifth the, the fourth quarter mm. And it actually and they were actually better for it because they they kind of played through the bigs a bit more and that allowed and also allowed Austin to handle as well. I didn't think Caledonia reacted particularly well to to Austin um handling the basketball in that situation or where Austin was Austin is a bucket getter around the rim. You know you've got to keep him out of the paint. If he's in the paint, you know, you've, even if he's not got the ball in the paint, you need to be absolutely draped all over him to make sure he doesn't touch the ball. There are two guys in this league you don't want to touching the basketball in the paint. That's um, Larry Austin and uh, I can't think now. Richard Hassan. Richard Hassan. Yes, of
0: course. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I so was thinking gods I was thinking. Oh, yeah, gods. no,
1: it's probably a bit of a cheat. A bit of a yeah, cheat. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Larry Austin and, and, and Richard are saying you just do not want them touching the basket on the paint. You, everything you do, you you know, you, people they use the phrase wall up. Well, you know, mm-hmm. don't just build a wall with these guys. You're building one of Donald Trump's wall. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're building a, this, you know, an Elon Musk space satellite system to keep them up. You're, the the you're getting Cheshire to pay for the wall. Getting Cheshire to pay for the wall. I like it. You, um, you know, and um, you have to do it, and they didn't do it. You know, and and actually, um, there was a play even before the two that two plays that uh, Austin made he got fouled on one before going baseline, which we got on the baseline camera and you see Adams grabbed his arm, and he didn't do a good job of that. I just thought, that, and I, I would also hesitate to suggest, but I'd probably be right in saying that I don't think probably third quarter onwards, beginning of the fourth quarter onwards, probably slow. My guess would be maybe one of eight. Mm you know he he went cold he missed some yeah. shots um and he still shot them you know and because they, they were the looks that they were getting um so he was, you know,
0: he was 9 of 26 overall nine of 26. Uh, and, and i think he uh, i think he had 18 at half time did he
1: yeah, yeah exactly so most and, of them
0: 20, 23 in total
1: so most of those baskets have come early. So maybe yeah. apart from the odd layup, maybe he made a layup or two in the yeah. second half. But um, at the end of the game, you know now he's had two games in, you know he's dropped 37 on Bristol and he's had another yeah. game on Sunday. I don't know if they stayed over or not. I assume that they did. Um, so. that's, a, that's a long weekend, yeah. and so maybe his legs have gone a little bit as well. But it, you know, their offense dried up. You know, as you say, in the fourth quarter, noticeably their offense dried up, and when Cheshire stopped throwing in the ball and yeah. every time. Evans had eight turnovers, and so when Ben eventually decided that he wasn't gonna allow a ninth, um then um, they didn't have any other ways of scoring.
3: Mm.
0: Uh Anderson had 18 points, Austin eleven and six, Teague eleven and ten rebounds, uh Sloan had twenty-three points, four assists. Uh Onwas had uh fifteen points and seven rebounds. Bailey had eleven. A quick run through
1: just on that, how many how many um, foul shots did Sloan have?
0: Uh, I don't know, but um, give me a
1: second. Uh, he was four or four, right? So he had twenty-eight shots in this game. Mm-hmm. So basically, twenty-six shots and four foul shots. He had thirty shots against Bristol. So he's had a fifty-eight shot weekend. Mm. Come on, then tell us the last time someone had well, a, 50- that's a lot, shot isn't it? weekend.
0: Yeah, 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 it's a lot. Yeah, that's a, a, that's a lot. Say that's John lot White randomly.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a, it's a, it's a <laughs>
0: lot to place on the shoulders of a rookie. Yeah, yeah, no, it really is. Quickly run through the table. London Lions are top with seven wins and two defeats. Bristol second, seven and three. Leicester six and three. Manchester five and three. Cheshire are five and six. Sheffield four and five. Plymouth three and four. Caledonia three and five. Newcastle two and six. And Surrey one and six. Oh, and I didn't mention that uh, Surrey's win made it it's the earliest point. Uh, since two thousand and nine, I think it was, uh, that everybody's had a win and a loss by date.
1: Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's probably a little bit of separation with the top four there now. You've mm. probably seen the top four as the top as the four teams that are playing the best basketball. The coronation of London has been kind of put on hold. Yeah. Um, because of the, the stuff they're going through at the moment, which we've talked about out the top outside of the top four probably Sheffield are the, the most likely to to kind of crash it because they're four and one in the last five games. So mm. you have to think that they've got a they've got a shot at crashing that as well. And then it's going to be of the other teams it's going to be who gets their stuff together the quickest. Mm. Mm. Because they've all got talent. Yeah. Yeah. Talent is there. And it's it's who is and that's what I was talking about is who is going to be the most consistent, the most disciplined, who's going to make who's going to every player when interviewed, and you must have heard thousands of them, and you've probably done thousands of them. Every player, when interviewed, will say winning is the only thing, mm. yeah. At least if you've got a player who is dumb enough not to say that,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there be. are one or two there yeah,
1: but they won't yeah. be around for long, were, uh, no, you know. But it's not about saying it, it's about doing it, yeah, and winning players or the defensive players, or the hustle players, or the competitiveness, or the willingness not to be knocked out of your stride by either a niggle or an injury, or some kind of thing that's going on at home, or some problems, or whatever. It's the reason that teams who are consistent win. It's because of the mental approach to it. And that's that's going to be the difference. So the teams at the bottom half, who can hold that together mentally, and stay together, and not just, I'm not just talking about one win in three games, because every team in this league should win one game, one win in three games, right? There is no team in this league with the talent that they have who should lose, who should win less than 10 games this season.
2: Mm.
1: None. They're playing 18 home games, right? You have to, there's no reason why Surrey, Newcastle, Plymouth, whatever, who is at the bottom at the moment, should not win 10 to 12 games. Mm. And um, and it's never been like that, that I can remember, you know? Um, but the mentality is going to be everything. Mm. And and whether, whether they can string, the, the better teams are the ones who can string win streaks together. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones who've got veterans who've been together who understand what it's about.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. And London don't include, and that's not London. You know, that, that's Leicester and Manchester at this point. London don't have veterans who've been together and the, they have very, very good players who played at a higher level. Mm. But maybe else season, Bristol, whatever, um, Plymouth, whatever, Glasgow, play Caledonia, whatever, they haven't been through that before. Mm. And um, they probably, most of them will probably never go through it again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so so that that's going to be a real test. And that's what we were talking about right at the beginning of the season when we were talking about how much money is too much money. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: How much money destroys the competitiveness.
0: Indeed. So in the latest edition of uh, doing production meetings live on air or yeah. live, um, yeah. next weekend is, is obviously the, the international weekend. There is randomly one BBL game thrown in just for good measure. I think, when's that? I think it's Saturday. I'm not so sure. I because or maybe I have, Friday. I don't because I'm 49
1: know. year old on Sunday. Oh. And I'm not expecting any,
2: um... So,
0: given that it's your birthday and I didn't know this, yeah. what I was proposing to mark your birthday was not doing Sunday night breakdown <laughs> on Sunday, but shifting it to Monday. Because <laughs> Great Britain are playing uh, Latvia away on Monday. Uh, it's a five thirty UK time tip off, and maybe as there's only three games, the two GBs and the random BBL game that's thrown in. We do it after the GB game, sort of seven thirty. Uh, yeah, I
1: can hear a voice outside. That's my wife and going. You? To... Uh, yeah, because they like to make me feel important one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the thing about having a family, isn't it? You get one day. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, some people make it so
0: so, so are we agreeing Matt? Uh, we that? Are absolutely agreeing so, it. programming note, people, we will not be on next Sunday, we're bumping it to Monday after the Great Britain game in uh Riga. In
1: the meantime, however, we have been demonstrated to actually be you know, in our own minds, influencers.
0: Indeed, indeed,
1: because the the, the earth shattering, bone shattering news is in fact that they will be GB, they and will under 16 teams after all. Mm. Um, it's earth shattering because. Well, I've no idea because, of course, there's absolutely no, no reason for the never to beat one. Yeah, yeah. Um, But you know, who knows? In my mind, of in my slightly deluded, um, self-important mind, I like to think it's because of the, the, the relentless campaigning <laughs> that, <the person laughs> showed, um, which has flushed out yes from uh, hitherto unknown individuals and committed them to doing something for fear of, um, the um pushback and the yeah. and then the comments that the the wrath, of, um, the wrath of the SMB. Yeah. However, it was probably already planned. Yeah, um, probably. But either way, um, that's good. That's good mm. news. Um, I did point out that I'm slightly disappointed that no one's actually said thank you to Coach Kapoulos for doing mm. three years of basically unpaid work for GB, helping us qualify for Eurobasket. He's just obviously decided enough's enough. And mm. uh, Coach Murray's in, which is great, because Garrett, I think he'll be really good as well. Um, but I think a press release just saying Thank you for your effort it would have been nice. Um, but who am I to see? Mm. Mm. It's not like I'm on the board.
3: Indeed,
0: uh, not for lack of trying. Uh, I right. Think no, I, think, I think that
1: was that, 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 yeah. um, well, truly in, somewhere in the, Crimea they, at the moment. They,
0: they've, they've pulled up the ashes and set fire to the ashes, I think, yeah. just to be sure. Is it, that is it's Yeah, Absolutely.
1: But yeah, no, it's good. No, we look forward to the game on, 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 on Friday. Always oh, not playing. That'd be tough, but. Um, you know the the, the one thing you know, that be a game they're at home. They're really competitive, and you just hope that they can keep that going. Even though World Cup qualification is basically impossible, mm. you know, hope they can keep that going
0: at home at the very least. And the Serbian the Serbian long list is pretty good. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> saying, uh, the Serbian long list is pretty good. There was a few names on that. You're thinking, well, I hope he pulls out.
1: out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Well, it'll be fun because I say the one thing I don't have enough time to do is to get my head around to be yeah. honest all the Euro games and like the Euro League games, You do so, you know, these guys, yeah. and to be honest, I don't. But, yeah. um, I'm looking forward to it, it should be fine. Right.
0: So, yeah. we will be back, host Dave's birthday uh, on Monday night. We'll, we'll do it after the GB game, so it might be a Tuesday morning, uh, listen for you. But, uh, have a great week and make sure next Sunday night you celebrate Dave's birthday. But for now, I've grown on
2: me, guys. Yeah. <laughs>